You're listening to the Thrive in Love podcast with me, your dating and relationship coach, Sarah Duff. And every week you'll get the truth about dating, love and relationships and together we will tackle the challenges you face. So if you're ready to thrive in love and you're not afraid to go deep, hear some hard truths and take full responsibility for yourself and your life, then you're ready to listen to this podcast. Hello, lovely humans. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much, as always, for taking the time to tune in. And today, I have such a special episode for you. So what you are going to hear is a conversation between me and my lovely human, Domion, aka my partner, my boyfriend, my man, however you want to phrase it. Um, we recorded this on Saturday, so just before I flew back to the United Kingdom, where I am right now. And in the episode, you are going to hear us kind of discussing um, our relationship, um, how we met, um, and also just hearing from him so that you can get to know who he is as a person. And he also shares some golden nuggets um, about, you know, how he manages his mind. Um, and we just have a really nice and honest conversation with each other and um, exploring kind of relationships and dating um, and giving our individual perspectives. So I really hope that you enjoy listening. Um, and as always, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them, um, leave a message, sorry, on the podcast or reach out to me in my direct messages on Instagram. Um, so that's all. I'm going to leave it here. Enjoy the episode and I will speak to you really soon. So we're going to enter into this episode with you telling everyone what you call a chaise long. <laughs> it's a couch. No, but how do you pronounce the chaise bit? Chase. <laughs> chase lounge. A chase lounge. Chase lounge. Now, maybe it's just me. And maybe this is the right way. I don't know. So if anyone actually knows what the correct saying of this is. I think you're right. I feel like it's, I feel like it's French. So that's why I'm saying it's a chaise. Yeah, and I can't put an accent on anything, so... No, it's, it's just, just New York all the yeah, way. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't even pronounce it how you... No. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Um, as you have just maybe deciphered, if that's the right word, from that little conversation, I'm not alone today. Um, I have a very special human being next to me on the chase lounge. <laughs> um, he has some... Uh, different ways of saying things, but I think some of it's just a special Domion way of pronouncing things, and some of it's like just American V's uh, English. So there may be more of this throughout this episode. But we decided that we wanted to record something together um, just to kind of introduce you to this amazing human and also kind of to give you some insight into like some of the uh, discussions that we have between the two of us, the journeys that we have been on and kind of I guess how we've gotten to this point with the outcome being that I really want you to um, have some take home points of things that will give you some help or guidance on your path to 
you know, finding that special person for you. So we're just going to really have a conversation. We might jump about um, all over the place, but hopefully you'll get some goodness out of this. So I'm going to stop talking for a second and I'm going to get, I'm going to let you do your official um, introduction. I do not know what is coming next, people. Yeah, I just, I'm a little nervous to be on your podcast right now. nervous. So, yeah. So all the joking around I was just doing a couple minutes ago, I now, I feel too nervous. (laughs) (laughs) People are listening. Well, tell tell the wonderful people your Uh, name. Yes, I'm Damian Pontrelli. Um, And I am, I'm many things, but one of the things I am is that I am Sarah's boyfriend. Man friend, I don't like the word boyfriend. Right. Sounds yeah, kind of like thing. But anyway, mm, yes. You're my partner, mate. Mate, yeah, partner. Companion. Mate. Sexy bestie. Sexy be- oh, is that a thing? Yes. That's true. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sexy bad like that. Yeah. Oh. Alright. Anyway, hello everyone. And you are from where? Uh yes, I'm from New York. I'm from Astoria, Queens. Um, born and raised in New York. Uh, I think I, I've lived in probably about uh, three out of the five boroughs. And, uh, yeah. Tell the people, like, two very interesting things you have about your past, your past life, not your, like, beyond past, like, just your, your history. Oh, it's growing up in... Yeah, growing up in New York City. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in New York. I, uh, it, was, uh, it was, I caught the last of the old New York, like in the 90s. So growing up here, it was just a, it was just a, it was a, a real... I mean, people hear the stories that are, are a little younger than me, that it was, you know, it was a little more freedom and expression and, and a melting pot, and it really was. You would, <laughs> I grew up in lower Manhattan... And friends from all over New York City, and uh, I guess uh, graffiti art, uh, or, or just graffiti in general. I don't even want to say it's graffiti art. Just graffiti brought us all together as a youth. So that was the first part of my life. Growing up is a since I was twelve years old to maybe twenty years old. I was doing graffiti, and you know all the good and bad that comes with it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely uh, gives interesting foundation to to who I am, and I only realized that when I started to work and meet other people in the in the business world, and they didn't have stories like I had stories growing up. So. No, no, <laughs> so, no one has got stories like yeah. you oh, have stories. When I say there are stories about growing up in New York, stories I I say oh, mine are nothing because. The ones compared to the people that I knew or stories that I heard, that mine just, yeah, I almost feel like they're not even uh, worthy of telling sometimes. But, uh, oh, but I guess I There's yeah. a book. There's definitely. Yeah, there's you've definitely always a reminded book. me that uh, yeah, not everybody has this eclectic, sort of, uh, I don't know, colorful. Uh, colorful past. Uh, yeah, colorful past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah For and, sure. I, yeah, and uh, my parents are. Uh, I was a biracial uh, person. My dad's Italian, my mom's Afro-American. Uh, and that made for an uh, interesting and loving um, 
upbringing. So I really didn't see, I really didn't see the, you know, colors or, or races growing up. Uh, I only probably really started to absorb the differences between people as, as I got older. I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I never really categorized uh, people. So I, 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 that's special thanks to New York and my parents and my family and my friends. Mm. You know, very blessed in that way, you know. And then from graffiti, what was the next kind of big mixing pot that you ended up like? Yeah, I guess, you know, again, outside of like, you know, uh, work and school, it was, I guess I, I got deep into a competitive bodybuilding. Um, I bodybuilded for uh, man, almost 15 years, uh, maybe more than that, a little less than 20 years, uh, well into my adulthood. Um, Made it to junior nationals and the NPC, and uh, which is the National Physique Committee in the United States. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I lived that life for a very long time, and just recently, like after the last five six years, I've like removed myself uh, from my, from that life, and um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a, you know, I make sense of what all that was and why I was doing it mm -hmm. and the parts that did serve me. And it served me well as a, as a youth. It really mm -hmm. did. It gave discipline, work ethic, um, confidence, you know, um, but just enough confidence. It wasn't real confidence, but it was just enough confidence to believe in yourself that you can complete things, mm -hmm. you know, commit to things. Uh, but then as I got older, it just, it stopped serving me. And I think it was actually doing more harm. Mm. It did do more harm. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I'm learning to appreciate that journey, too, that mm. I was on. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, one, you know, down, well, I want to say down, downsizing, but changing from physically, you know, like dropping 70 pounds of muscle and getting more into who I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. you know who authentic self yeah exactly uh, mentally and emotionally that's happened also <laughs> yeah you know so that's um so many people have said uh, you know my god you've changed so much um but i'm more me than i ever have been mm -hmm. so you know and i'm able to been able to really see all the different versions of myself before i wasn't you know able yeah. to see that so yeah. So I'm ha I'm happy at this this age. Yeah, your forties, forties. You do really yeah. get to that place, like regardless of history, where you do begin to step out of kind of all of those past versions of yourself. And I believe, and obviously I can only talk from my own experience and reflect on the experience of other people around me, is that you do start to step into being able to be more of just yourself and show up like authentically in yeah, your life and I think for yeah. both of us you know meeting each other at this stage of our lives when we're both presenting as you know the most authentic versions of ourselves and being able to just be who we are I'm, I think that's probably one of the things that attracted both yeah, of us definitely to each other because I think 
even from so just a bit of a backstory in case you are not have not been following me or um don't know anything about us we actually met on tinder nearly two years ago yeah um Domion was obviously in New York, I was in London, um, but somehow the universal powers, or just the powers of Tinder, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. matched us. And I think it was yesterday, we were having a discussion about like, what was it compared to all of the other profiles or the other conversations that we might have been having on Tinder? What did we think was the thing that, like, I guess, attracted us most to each other and made us be more curious and like eventually start to um you know take steps to Hmm. turn this into something more than just a chat on a on an app and I think for me it was definitely out of all the messages I'd gotten yours was just like it was verging on ridiculous but that's what I loved about it it was the way Hmm. that you would like Hmm. Basically, now that I know you as well as I do, it was you in a message. So it was, <laughs> right. it was, it was that yeah. kind of like slightly, slightly out there, hysterically funny, but with real kind of like the, there was a lot of thought had gone into the message. So for me, you know, I kind of, that's what made me be like, okay, I'm going to start actually talking to this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you bring that up. I mean you were also receptive of me because I know that I, I, I have to lead with being myself Absolutely. or it's just not going to work. And sure, I've been myself with others and it just doesn't work. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or they're not receptive or they're not being there or whatever it is, right? It just, it just didn't flow. <laughs> and you accepted me for exactly who I am, you know, but I also led with, you know, if I can't be myself and in this then I can't do it you know I will move on no you know no shame no regret no changing who I am you know I know you know I come from a place of 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 good intentions you know yeah 100% yeah and would you say that like you knowing that you know you being yourself that you are that you were enough in that sense yeah that was a really bad word no 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 yeah yeah I mean of course I have like you know there's like that self-doubt that 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 kicks up but I you know I I mean at this time in my life also I I also have this you know with some of the work that I've done to myself where I just you know uh, you know if you if you don't like who I am or don't accept it then you know I'm not, I'm going to move on and, and, and not, sure, I have a little bit of, you know, question, you know, do I have blind spots or what am I, yeah, is there something that I'm letting off that I don't understand, that I don't know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, other than that, it was, you know, I feel confident in who, and who I'm, who I'm, who I am, yeah. you know, at this, at this time in my, in my life. Yeah. You know, so. And I think with that, so I think, I think anyone that thinks they haven't got blind spots, I think you have the potential to be um, literally missing the blind spots. If you think you haven't got any, I think it's always worth like 
um, especially if you're single, so you're not in like a relationship, because relationships are great mirrors. So you're, you know, we point out each other's, if we can see something that maybe the other person hasn't seen. But I think knowing that we all have blind spots, so, you know, if you are struggling with anything in your life, whether it be dating, relationships, or, you know, whatever, then it means that you have got a blind spot going on. There is something that is is stopping you. So just being able to take the time to step back and either, you know, finding a friend that can be really honest with you or um, working with a coach or a mentor or something, somebody that can just help shine a light on what might actually be, be going on. Um, but it's interesting what you were saying about you've kind of moved into that more secure place and we did the attachment uh attachment style quiz mm -hmm. earlier this week yeah. when we were <laughs> we were in the car mm -hmm. and you did come up as secure and I now when I take that quiz will um also identify it as being mainly secure because with the attachment style if you don't know you you tend to have probably um all four traits within you um, or styles within you but there'll be one that reigns more dominant and so for both of us now we've both kind of got into the place where we are more secure but it definitely always wasn't like that I was like fearf mainly fearful avoidant then an anxious attachment were my two main main styles and you said that you really resonated with like the anxious yeah, attachment I, yeah I was uh, <clears throat> can I talk mm -hmm. uh, yeah I mean I was uh both, I was both, but uh, how do I want to explain this? Is I would certain relationships where I couldn't be myself. I was I was anxious attachment mm -hmm. where I felt like I was gonna lose it. It was like if it was hard, if it was if I wasn't being accepted or the love and the acceptance was hard to attain. Typical story: I'd run towards it and chase it and try to be accepted by it, which. You know, doing this pattern since a child, you know, since I can remember, it never turned out well, mm -hmm. right? It turned out with me just not even enjoying the time mm -hmm. spent, you know, because I would be so in my head. I would, I would always have anxiety and uh, thinking that, you know, the anxiety was sort of um, love or... Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that just never, it never went well. And I knew that there was something wrong there because the, I would do the polar opposite also. Was then I would get into a relationship, a safe relationship, right? And then somewhere down the line, I would start to feel, I don't know, I would say, there's better words to explain it, but there would be this boredom or mm -hmm. I'm already accepted, there's no... Spark. There's no fire, so then I would, so then I would, leave the relationship, mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't have that like intense sort of high anxiety pull, and that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a healthy way to be either. So I had two I had two different sort of a a, a, a 
attachment issues or relationship patterns, mm-hmm. which I'd say now that they weren't that they weren't healthy patterns for me because in the end I would still feel empty and and, mm-hmm. and sort of lost. But it's it really started with 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 me. You know, mm-hmm. I had to get clear on, you know, what my issues were, and I took time out and I. I went to the landmark seminar. I did another discovery seminar that just discoveries. You just focus on your. It was called discovery, and, and similar to landmark, where you're just analyzing your your words and your emotions. And then I took some courses in abandonment uh, because I knew, as I got older into my late thirties, I just I just knew that this. I can't keep going into this pattern and it's not it doesn't matter what the person who the person mm. was that I dated it was it was me I was the I was you know back then I was probably way harder on myself I would say that I'm the quote unquote problem mm. uh but you know now I'm you know it's not about blame it's just about I mean you know sort of cliche but it's about accountability and taking mm-hmm. responsibility and like you know I, be- I believe that you know we all have this intelligence inside of us you know and I'm not perfect but I, I knew I, w- I needed to strengthen that muscle just how I you know went into bodybuilding and strengthened my body and, 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 and mind in some ways I had to do it uh, emotionally or I saw myself just going into the same patterns because mm-hmm. it really wouldn't matter what type of person I, I would be with yeah. You know, so. And we were talking yesterday about so having, so you gain the awareness of what the pattern is. So then, like, the process of then, because awareness is like step one. So knowing you do something is great. But then it's about actual, okay, well, to change it, you yeah, have to sure. be taking different, oh, yeah. different actions. So we, we were talking yesterday about like, you have to then commit, you have to commit to staying aware of yourself, commit to wanting to change and to like, you know, get different results and then commit to taking um, different action. An action can look like uh, thinking different thoughts, like going in and finding that limiting belief and committing to, you know, changing it and committing to taking those actions every day. Yeah, that's well said. No, yeah, commitment. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Is because I, I know in the beginning of my healing journey of, of trying to understand what my patterns were and trying to fix them, I could talk the talk, but mm. I, I was not walking the walk. Yeah. And I, I, I could, in my mind, I could regurgitate what I need to do mm-hmm. for myself and to others back to me and others mm-hmm. but but I wasn't putting it into play as much and it, and it took it took some time and, and courage I mean I said some things that I com- committing you know with with my mouth you know saying the words out loud and then following them helped helped me Mm. You know, it it helped me to follow through. Like, and remembering when I have committed to certain things in the past, you know. Yeah. So just giving yourself, gathering the evidence for yourself that you have the ability to be able to commit to say you're going to do something and then actually follow through. Yeah. Even, with it. Right. Yeah. Even if it's a small thing, like 
I made plans with my friend at eight o'clock and I showed up. I committed to that. Yeah. I in you know, in grade school I committed to doing the school project and you know, yeah, just re- reminding myself that, that I am that person yeah. too. Yeah. I can commit. Yeah, because I think would you agree that like what happens and you know, I definitely see that this with clients that I've worked with, whether it's been in the fitness space or more of the like life coaching space and now obviously the dating and relationship space is they have the mind has this ability to only want to focus on all the stuff you didn't manage to do all the promises that you broke to yourself all the commitments you didn't keep and so you perpetuate this story of thinking you can't trust you can't trust yourself so looking specifically like dating and relationships you know i hear from a lot of people is i don't trust myself not to repeat the same mistakes over and over again because you know they, they're focusing too much on they don't think they can trust themselves in any area of their life and so part of the process is actually going yeah. you know I can because here is the evidence that I can present to myself and if I can do it in one area of my life I can do it in a, you know another area of my life and yes when it comes to dating and relationships you know you may need to get some more support in helping you to do that to actually spot like we were saying earlier the blind spots that you're not repeating the same mistakes because our what do you call them intrusive thoughts yeah (laughs) our intrusive thoughts and those um parts of us like all the different parts that we have inside of us that are there to protect us but don't always want the same thing that you know our authentic self wants they can be really strong and they can fight you all the way you know and make you believe that you can't trust yourself so it's about learning how to be discerning like with your thoughts and looking for the evidence which is what we were saying yesterday wasn't it? so self-trust like is yeah. is key um did you have anything else you wanted to say on that what we were saying yesterday um yeah just uh Trusting your word, make make a commitment to yourself, uh, and yeah, the intrusive thoughts and just knowing, you know, something that I practice that I try to use is I was talking about last night, which was like, uh, you know, that my mind is always going to throw out this like automatic computerized or it's almost like a computer program of all my past experiences experiences in life Mm -hmm. and uh, and a lot of them are some are positive majority are negative (laughs) majority it just comes out negative it just questions everything and uh, I have to know that that is just my past Mm. and it's just my past past experience and you know I can change it at that very second by by declaring that I'm going to commit mm-hmm. to choosing a, a new way or yeah. uh, a positive thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's never, it never goes away. You yeah. know, it, it it's it's just about managing it. Yeah. it's like an illness. Like if you have a terminal illness, it's like maybe that's a little too harsh, but you know, it's like you manage it. You know, it's like I I I'd like to look. I've you know, I've read I've read some books and I've we've all talked to some insightful people you know in this life and I think 
I could be a miss, maybe I'm misspeaking here, but I don't think they've all like managed to get all the negative thoughts Absolutely out of their mind. Absolutely not. Not even right. Buddha. Not even, no. Right. Like, it's, it's not a thing. You yeah. can't, it's not how the human brain works. Right. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. So it's just, it's just, ma- it's just managing it. Yeah. You just yeah. get better at um, course, course correcting. Yeah. You know, noticing the thoughts that feel like crap and noticing the thoughts that are not serving you. And rather than hyper-focusing in on those, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, look at that. Look at that thought that's coming up from some time in my past. That's not my truth anymore. And it's literally about doing that and repeating that over and over and over. Because eventually you will find that those thoughts, those negative thoughts... They don't stay as long. They're not as frequent. I mean, obviously, it's dependent on what else is going on in your life and for women, hormones, etc. But you do just come better at regulating them and being able to manage them so they don't disrupt your whole, your whole life. We have hormones also. I know you've got hormones. I'm talking because I'm sitting here in a, in a woman's body, so I can only talk about my own, her own, her own hormones. My own hormones. <laughs> talk about your hormones. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? Hormones. Well, you know, we could talk about the, uh, you know, my feminine, masculine side. That's not your hormones. That's your well, energy. Well, all right. Well, there's... Look, men go through their own... No, absolutely. No, I'm not denying that. We go through our up and downs <gasps> in our hormones. Are we having an argument on the podcast? Now? Yes, it's, we're having a huge fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not denying that men have um, hormonal... Hormonal shifts. Uh, they're not as maybe intense as yours, uh, but uh, they're still there. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the balance or imbalance of testosterone and all the other small little glands we have in our body. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on all the yeah. time. Humans have just got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, there you go. All of the time. Right. Yeah, human beings have just got a bunch of stuff. Um, and you touched on masculine and feminine energy there briefly. Um, which again is something that as part of like being able to navigate uh, relationships and to make relationships actually really feel good, it is important that we as human beings have um, knowledge of our own masculine feminine energy and how to kind of flow between the two of those inside of us as individuals how have you managed to do that like how did you learn to do that um you know it was funny because i guess not to go too far into it but there was a lot of uh i was raised with both parents up until i was about 15 and then my parents split Mm -hmm. and there was it was a lot of, I lived with my father at, afterwards, and there was a lot of anger and frustration with my father as I was watching him sort of, not raise me in my teens, but be there for me in my teens. And he, he tried the best that he could, but there was always a, I, I always had this animosity towards him and frustration. Mm. I never understood it, you know? Mm. And my father's uh, creative, you know? And uh, he's a musician, and he also had some some substance abuse issues and stuff. But um, he, he lacked a lot of, 
how do I want to say this? Like um, structure, uh, discipline, mm-hmm. and um, I guess decision making in some ways, mm. right? So I kind of felt like I was always on my own as a teen as mm-hmm. I was going through a very confusing time in my life. Um, and as I got older, I, I now I understood why I felt so angry at him, you know, and I like, and I appreciate him for who he is. You know, he's he's tapped into a lot of his feminine side of being a creative, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but when it comes down to sort of uh, keeping your feet on the ground uh, or be more grounded, he's sort of lacks some of the the masculinity traits, mm-hmm. that, right? That and and which made me also realize that you know you have to have you have to have both or you have to just at least acknowledge where you can have both mm-hmm. and it's not you know I used to think it was yeah men are supposed to be masculine <laughs> women are supposed to be feminine but you know that's that's nonsense in my mind now you know it's it's having both and, and acknowledging it inside inside of you you know and acknowledging inside your your partner you know there's some times where you know, you, your masculine energy leads the way, and mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I need that, you know. And maybe I take more of the feminine role, or I'll be more of the masculine. You'll do the feminine role. Or, you know, it's again, it's kind of like a, it's like a. I don't know if I got off topic here. No, 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 you didn't at all. No, 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 you but, didn't. Uh, you didn't at all. No, because I think that's right, and I've mentioned this on previous previous podcasts that there are times in relationships where you know one of you may need to be m- kind of more in the masculine because um, I think I I do sit generally more naturally in my feminine, mm-hmm. but there are times when you know I can identify that it would be really useful for me to be slightly more in my masculine. And I think for you, it's it's the same. Like you sit predominantly in the masculine energy, but then there are times, and I, I think this is a healthy, you know, a healthy way to be, where you are not afraid to lean back into, you know, more of your feminine energy. Yeah. But it's like it's going, you know, it's it's having that ability to acknowledge what both the energies are and what they feel like and how how they can benefit us when we are kind of in different situations within our existence um and I think in dating um you know as part of the work that I will do with clients it's about really teaching you know anyone who maybe does sit more in the masculine energy and doesn't realize it um how to actually dance between the two so that you can be in a relationship and have the polarization because if you have two people that are too much in the masculine or too much in the feminine within a relationship container then there is no polarization within the relationship and the relationship can feel a bit um I'm going to use the word icky because I can't think of anything else to say right now it can be a little bit icky and the dynamics will not work you won't be attracted you won't have that admiration and attraction to them as much exactly Exactly. Um, so we've kind of spilled around all over the place. We're kind of half an hour in. 
So I know we wanted to talk about um, dating apps, um, like the experience, how it was as, how it is or was mm. as a guy. Um, but I think maybe maybe we'll record a different episode for that. Yeah, you know how to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can make another appearance if needed. Yeah, um, I can tell that story. Yeah, yeah so well, sure. I just I just think it would be stories, yeah. I think it would be I I actually think it would be um, useful. I do too. Um, I, I think there's a lot of similarities that guys and and well, women and men go through, but I also think there's also. Uh, very different experiences men and women have yeah. on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the apps. The apps. Yeah, and I think yeah. definitely one thing we were talking about last night was you need to learn how to communicate on both sides of the fence, actually. I would say men and women need to learn how to communicate in a way that is um, productive and doesn't, doesn't kind of scream either really... Um, domineering energy or like I don't know yeah. if domineering is the right word but there are ways to ask there are ways to find out information from people on apps without you coming across like you're giving them a job interview or that you know you're there to you're not interested in getting to know anyone um unless they are you know your soulmate and how would you know that because you've not you can't know if someone's your soulmate until you actually get to know them right yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't explain that very well. I don't think. No, I, but no, you did. It's say you can get what you want if you're with the with the, with the right communication. Yeah. You you'll be able to find what you want, and I mean, I'm confident in saying that because of you know the experience from previous and now. Now me finding you and That's not just finding each other but also being in the how do I want to put this being in the right place in, in life you know yeah yeah so. absolutely yeah because we definitely we established pretty quickly that we were both looking for the same thing but there was none of this like yeah. drill sergeant style questions going yeah. down you know yep um, yeah. And I think that's kind yeah. of what I would yeah. like to get. I'd like to kind of demonstrate on the on another episode. So to bring this to a close, if you were to give like one piece of advice or one thing that the people should definitely not should I don't like using the word should that needs to happen for people to be able to. Um, meet the right person for them what would it be is that mm. a really worthy, badly worthy question no no I get the question um, one piece of advice um, there's a I, I guess there's a I mean I guess being clear yeah with yourself on, on what you want yeah um I'm trying to make this not too confusing but without being too rigid but, but being clear what you want and having and, and trusting yourself yeah trust trusting yourself and I know it's somewhat cliche but you know uh, like almost have a level of like I don't care what anyone thinks 
Yes. You know, and I'm really going to put my, you know, my most comfortable self forward. Yeah. Or most authentic self forward. Yeah. You know, I guess that's, in a nutshell, is a high level. That might be just one thing. Be, yeah. It would be that and, like, oh, look, you'll weed out the people you're not supposed to be with. Yeah. You know, just by being yourself. You'll weed out. Yeah. Like, you say, oh, I'm not, it's not working. I'm being myself. It's not working. Well, that's fine. Good. Don't let it work for a bunch of people. Yeah. You're not supposed to link with everybody. Yeah. You know? And um, I think sometimes part of the journey is actually getting to that point, first of all, where you actually know who you are. Yeah. Because we've all, you know, we've all got, like, armor, you know, guards up, armors on, um, all of that kind of stuff. So really, like, taking time to get to know who you are and then become confident in in showing up and just being fully expressed as yourself um because you know it's fun like that it is fun it's fun being yourself yeah it's fun you can yeah you can be funnier and you could be almost serious if that's who you are yeah i know for for us too like yeah it wouldn't work It, it creates the possibility of more fun in your life you know, and that's what really, you know, that's what really matters. Someone that you can, obviously somebody that you could problem solve with because life is full of problems, but also mm-hmm. have fun with. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be fun. You know, all that, yeah, it's supposed to be fun. It is. It is. Okay. I'm having fun. You're having fun. Having fun on your chairs, on your chairs, on, side. just before we go, um, on the new throw pillars. <laughs> That I encouraged the purchasing of. And I cannot remember, but there was a sketch that I watched a few years ago. It might have been a Peter Kay sketch or something where it was talking about, um, you know, the the partnerships where the guy's living with, like, you know, no throw cushions, no no <laughs> nothing. And then you meet someone, they come in and they're just, like, throwing throw pillows everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. I just love totally. What's How much happening? do you love them now? I love them very much. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I love them very much. But it's very <laughs> resistant to before, you know, living alone for a very long time as a, <laughs> I want to say quote unquote as a, as a guy would, I guess, in my masculine most of the time, it is, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no really flair to my couch or to, you know, the apartment has everything it needs, you know. Yeah, nice. But, but there, you know, that's the beauty of, of, uh, of feminine energy too coming in and, yeah. and 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 bringing life and color and and yeah and then uh, you know me kicking and screaming uh, as it's happening and then when it's done I say oh, I love it like this <laughs> it feels better like this feels better. I didn't even know it was going to feel better yeah like oh my god anyway, and just yes. as a reminder masculine and feminine energy is nothing to do with um, gender specifications yeah, to do with the energies right. that are within us. Exactly. Um, okay, we're going to go. It's actually my last day here today. I fly back to London tomorrow. Um, I think we're both feeling quite peaceful about that. Yeah. Sad, because yeah. it'll be sad, but also, um, yeah, peaceful yeah, with it. Yeah, definitely feel peace. Well. Yeah, there's definitely a sadness, but uh, but looking forward to later and just know that this is part of the uh, the process and yeah our process yeah, yeah our process sure. yeah and it feels feels good yeah man 
but we're gonna go so thank you for joining us if you've made it this far thanks for, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> yeah, this, listening to us we're gonna go and uh don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna go and do something um um so i will catch you on the next episode and i will let you know um well obviously i'll let you know when when we have um another joint episode where we're talking about the dating apps specifically um thank you for tuning in love you guys very much and i'll speak to you later bye, bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and if being in a loving, happy, healthy, lasting relationship with someone who is your sexy bestie, who is your companion that you want to do life with, if that is something that you desire but you are struggling to make it happen, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to head to the show notes and I want you to click on the link that says book a call with me. When we get on the phone, we are going to have a chat about what we think is standing in the way of you and the relationship that you want. And if I can help you, then I am going to share with you the options. So once again, head to the show notes below this episode, click on the link, book a call, and we are going to get you on the right path to finding and being in the relationship that you truly desire. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.